Hello. And uh, welcome back to another episode of You Said 100 Miles? Question mark. I'm your host, Bob. And uh, joining me, as always, the lovely Sass. Hello. And um, we're here to talk about nothing. So I mean, hopefully running, <laughs> I guess. But we could also just, you know, chat about whatever. I saw a really nice yellow bird yesterday when I was taking a walk. Hey, well, okay. If you're going to start bird talk, <laughs> bird talk is serious business in the running community. Oh, I went nuts during COVID. So now I have like a bird book and I'm like listening to songs. And I'm like, what is that one? What's your favorite bird? Oh, the black cap chickadee. No the, contest. The, oh, the black cap chickadee. It's so cute. He's so thick and round. He's always described as very thick, but I don't know if they mean like thick of brain or thick of body, but I mean, I think it could be either. I love him. He's so cute. Okay. Interesting. I'm not a birder um, at all. Uh, I see a cardinal in the yard every now and then, Aww, and I'm like, hey, cardinal. And, and that's about it. That's fair. That's all you really need to enjoy birds is to be able to go like, oh, hell yeah, motherfucking bird. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Anybody who tells you it's anything more complicated than that is just being a snob. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you do you ever, like, get stopped in your tracks by a bird? Sometimes, yeah. Like, uh, when I saw this yellow bird, I'm like, I don't know what that is. And I'm, like, trying to look into the trees to see if I can get a picture of them so I can figure it out. But, mm. no, I, I just think they're neat. Do you use an app to identify birds? Uh, I haven't found one I really like yet. So, no, but I'm looking for one. I get this from my dad, who at times, like, while driving, would lean out of the still-moving car to yell, Oh, my God, yes, it's a hawk! It's a hawk! And I'd be like, please look at the road. Please look at the road. Please look at the road. But also, yay, it's a hawk. It's a hawk. There's a there's this place back um, by where I grew up called Hawk Mountain, Ooh. and it's a it's a sanctuary and oh cool and um it's got a bunch of hiking and stuff there too and it's I remember boulder fields there and uh, skipping across the boulders as a uh, young idiot. <laughs> um, now I would break my body if I tried any of that stuff, but um, that's interesting birding. 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 Herbs. See? See, this is why you have to come out on on a group run, and we'll get you with the birders. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Like a good birder. Like good birders. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, we, we had, just before I hit the record button, a very interesting question, which was, when, when Reese's was developing their delicious... Um, Satan candy. <laughs> um, what? How? How did it come? Was it somebody really liked peanut butter and wanted to put chocolate on it, or someone want really liked chocolate and said, "What if I put wrap wrap it around peanut butter?" Like which? Like what was the first part? Like how did how did Reese's come to be? What was it? What was the the mad science behind combining peanut butter and milk chocolate? What if it was just some guy who would get, like, so drunk that he'd wake up the next day, like, kind of like a werewolf, like he'd be covered in peanut butter and chocolate, and like, mm. oh, God, not again! I like this. I mean, I feel like the vast majority of food is probably has some origin in being drunk. I I mean, with some of the recipes that happened, that just makes sense that somebody was real drunk and went, I don't know, let's see how it happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and, and now today, like, you have 
people who are like trying to be really scientific about it and they're like well this flavor goes with this and well this is really salty so maybe we'll take this and then and no we just threw shit at the wall and tried it (laughs) i always think it's either like drunkenness or desperation like there's some there are some recipes that came out of the uh the great depression that you're like wow we uh we really were depressed in every possible way huh Mm mm-hmm we just decided, you know what? Why enjoy food anymore? And so you got a depression dog. It's true. Which is the best hot dog, <laughs> the better hot dog in Chicago. But, um, <laughs> so. I'm a little, Bob, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed to be on this podcast because the last time we chatted, I had to go to physical therapy mm-hmm. and it was thought that I wasn't going to be able to do that 5k mm-hmm. and my physical therapist was like yeah why would you not run the 5k for this and he was I was like fuck yes so then I was all ready to do this and I mm-hmm. still didn't get to run the 5k Bob because I woke up I woke up Friday I had a fever I was like this will go away it's really little Saturday it was gone woke up Sunday morning fever again and so I had to call you and be like I'm sick and can't do this because mm-hmm. my body has betrayed me twice now <laughs> yeah it's it just sucks. I've, I I mean, it sounds like you had what we had, uh, like maybe a couple weeks earlier, and it it, it just yeah, it sucks. <laughs> There's no other way to. Uh, I mean, on the upside, you weren't you didn't have to experience the sensation of uh freezing to death. No, because that trail took you around. Was it the river that was right down there? Yes. Okay, so that I was. I was thinking about you. I was, I was a thinking about how much I really loved sleeping was my big thought of it, <laughs> of being sick. I was like, man, why if I don't sleep all the time? This is amazing. But I was also thinking like, wow, it's really cold out. I hope Pop's okay. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's funny about that is I, re- I distinctly remember texting you at some point. <laughs> like you were like, yeah, I'm just sitting around lying in bed all day. And I said, when, when you put it like that, I mean, being <laughs> sick really doesn't sound that bad. I think you put sick in like quotation marks sick. like when you're sick. <laughs> Because you, you, you didn't do the 5K, you you switched it to do the half marathon. Yeah? I ended up switching to the half marathon, yeah. Um, and uh, it was, like, the whole thing was presented an interesting challenge because, uh, you know, the forecast about a week out was looking cold. Like, <laughs> like really, like... Uh, to be clear, under twenty. I had Fahrenheit. a lot of um, I had a lot of Amazon packages come in the week before because I was trying to figure out like what am I layering and what am I going to need and yeah. like what'll be the best to wear. Well, and it, it's a real challenge because like normally with a five k or a half, like even marathon, like you're you're going, you're pushing hard. Like you want to wear as little clothing as humanly possible, but when you get below twenty Fahrenheit, Ugh. you start putting yourself at risk for frostbite um and so like especially body parts that don't throw off a lot of heat your hands especially your ears your nose like i was thinking about like um like my shoulders oh yeah okay you know like um you don't throw a ton of heat off your shoulders Mm -hmm. and uh normally i would have it completely exposed but being exposed, getting wet, and if if there's any kind of wind, like that could be a problem. Now for five k, okay, especially if I was if I hit had hit my time goal, like okay, I'm gonna be out there for twenty two minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
fine. I can make it. I can suck it up. But when I, um, when I switched to the half, I was like, okay, I'm going to be out there for two hours. Mm. This is, this, uh, you know, I need, I need to be a little more, um, calculating about what I'm doing. And I started talking with a few running friends and ultimately what I settled on was I, I did like, um, an Under Armour, uh, long sleeve, but I did their, I didn't do the cold version, which is thicker and fleece. Mm. I did the hot version. So I wouldn't, I'd have a, a layer of protection over me, but still have as much heat dissipation as possible. And I did, uh, I did, uh, leggings that were similar. Um, the Dick, uh, Dick Sporting Goods, mm-hmm. their DSG line. Okay. I find is actually really nice. Okay. Okay. Um, and is far more affordable than Under Armour or a lot of other things. Because most of my stuff has just been Under Armour since, like, God, since I can, for, since I first started buying, like, um, yeah. stuff for warmth when I was in, I don't know, like, 17 and track and trying yeah. to figure out how to not freeze when I was nimbly leaping through snowdrifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I do I do like the, the DSGs. I, I would check it out. I mean, Under Armour's great. They make good stuff. It's hard to argue with, but but the price, the price can kind of yeah, eat through your savings a little bit. It, it definitely can. I mean, it's not like it's not price like you know the boutique uh, ultra uh, <laughs> like gear that is like oh hey you just sign over your paycheck for it. Uh, but it is yeah it is pricey mm. uh, for what it is. So. So I ended up doing that. I did. I did do the leggings, and um, and uh, I did. I I had a. I, I did put a a singlet over the Under Armour top just for maximum ridiculousness. Oh, good. No, I. Uh, that's great. That's yes. what you want. Mm-hmm. When you're running, you've got to make it fun. Yes. I mean, if you see a picture of me from that rate, I just look like the most ridiculous thing that exists. Like I got bright yellow shoes, this bright yellow singlet, my red, uh, upper and lowers. Um, Mm -hmm. but then with like kind of these gray shorts and then I've got like this light gray headband. I think so. Oh God, this might've been, um, this might've been my track coach actually thinking back on it. And she told me what she's like, runners don't care what they look like. Runners just want to be warm and or comfortable. Yep. Like we're just trying to figure out what works best. It could be 18 different colors and it does not matter. Nope. Because when you're actively in the middle of it, you don't care what you look like. You care how you feel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of like one of the great things about running is it, it's really like a great way to like just kind of realize none of this shit matter. Like no. appearances don't mean shit. Like what matters is can I get done what I'm trying to do, and um, except for shoe color, shoe color is very very important. important. Shoe color is very important, of course. I had somebody. uh, I've been telling you this. I've been texting you every time it happens. Um, I keep getting like random strangers. Like uh, I have I have a couple pairs of Hoka shoes, and every time I wear them, I feel like a stranger is stopping me. I'm talking like across the board of age and gender and. Just being like, do you like your hokas? Tell me about mm-hmm. them. And I'm like, oh, I, I will gladly do that, new hoka friend. <laughs> um, but one of the things, mine, I have one pair is just like black and white, and then the other one is like bright pink with like teal accents. It's my favorite thing. 
And uh, an older man was like, oh, they sell those in my and uh, for men, too. I'm like, I guarantee you they probably do. Because oh, so yeah. go go be free with your favorite shoe color, my friends. Yeah. I love oh, the colors. It's why I so for a little while um, I was wearing uh, wides. And the problem with wides is they don't sell as many colors. Oh, and then I realized I just needed to size up, go up a half a size. Oh, perfect! There we go. Yeah, solved and then I could and get solved. I could get normal with shoes, and I uh, get all the fun colors. Uh, I I generally don't wear my hokas out. Um, I, I don't wear my hokas unless I'm running. Oh, same. Yeah, they're my ex- they're my exercise shoes. So yeah, I was, a lot of these people I'm seeing like at the gym or at physical therapy, right? Or... Yeah, I, I so I don't see people for people to ask me about my hokas. I'm sure, I'm sure it would happen, um, <laughs> but I just it, it has been hilarious. Like because this is a regular occurrence. <laughs> like to hear somebody ask me about my hokas again today. I guess it's my. I'm like I gotta tell Bob, and I'm immediately texting you. And then I think my favorite response of yours was just like, "This is the way. This like, is the way. This is the way." <laughs> It's so, it's so interesting that that happens with Hoka. Cause like runners will ask me about some of my other shoes. Like this weekend I was wearing, um, for my long run, I was wearing craft CTM ultras, okay, um, which are fantastic. And I'm, uh, pretty sure that's what I'm going to run in at the Badger, um, right now. But, um, you know, runners will ask me um about different shoes that i have but i won't get like the general public asking about like most of the other running shoes mm. but hoka are like they've transcended this they but, must have i think i saw a, i uh, i was at the gym and i saw this giant banner for hoka shoes at the in the in the entryway so they mm. must really be kind of reaching out well i think they got you know, Hoka kind of blazed the trail for the, the, the maximalist shoe, so to speak, and all the cushioning. And it got a lot of traction in uh, places like hospitals. They're very popular with nurses. Oh, that would make sense. Um, yeah. And people who spend a lot of time on their feet. Uh, I have heard, though, from running friends that they're getting kind of sick and tired of people coming into the running store <laughs> asking for hokas because they're not always what people should be wearing. But, like, evidently podiatrists don't really know anything about shoes, um, which is so bizarre That's to me. really weird to hear, actually. You yeah. think of all the people. Yeah, evidently, no. They, they know jack shit. Huh. So, uh, <laughs> um. So people will come into a running store and say, well, my podiatrist said I should get a pair of hokas. And then they'll look at your feet and say, no, <laughs> no, you no, <laughs> Ra- no. It's like they're nice, but you don't need them for what you're doing. Well, that's the other thing is like you. I mean, who who pays full price for a pair of shoes? Um, crazy people. But. Let's say you're going to buy a brand new pair of Bondies um, at full retail. It's like 180 bucks. And you're going to put you're going to buy that just for walking? No. No. I mean it's it's the thing where there's kind of like diminishing returns. Like there are there are things that, you know, 
I imagine if you're like an Olympic athlete and you want every single possible second off your time that you can do, that's when you're trying to start figuring out like, all right, what will literally help me shave seconds off? But if you're just doing stuff for like recreation or like to walk every day, there is a certain amount of money that you do not need to be spending and don't let people tell you that you should be because it's ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, a recession, guys. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I've I've spent you know a lot of money on shoes, um, and I think at at this point I've kind of figured out like the shoes that I do like and that work for me. And I, um, I, I've I, like I I don't I don't hear about a new pair of shoes anymore, and I'm like, oh, I need to go try those. Mm. It's like, no, I need I know what I like. <laughs> Excuse me. I know what I like. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll go get when my my current stock is depleted. I'll go find or if like the shoes that I really do like go on, um, go end of life. And, you know, the new models coming out, I might like try and pick up a a pair um, before they go out um, and they, you know, the company changes the shoe and Mm. it's all different and whatever. But um, I know my rule. What's your rule? My rule is that buying running shoes is like buying a bottle of wine. Okay. You don't want to spend too little because it's trash. Mm-hmm. But you also don't need you don't need to be spending a hundred dollars on a bottle of wine because at that point it's just you know yeah I don't know what I'm drinking at that point. So like there's a like you said there's a couple of brands I like there's a relatively yeah. good middle ground. Same with shoes. Like I don't need to be spending insane amounts of money on them. I know kind of what I need, but I also shouldn't be pulling stuff like, you know, like a pair of Keds at Walmart or something. That's insane. <laughs> God, could you imagine that? Uh, no, it, it's, it's weird. It's, 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 it's very interesting. And it's been a, like, it's been like a fun, cause I just, I like gear. I mm. mean, that's probably shocking to hear. What? But you I, like gear. I just like gear. Wow. Um, you know, it's, it's like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm in this position of like, ooh, I have to have this piece of gear or I'm not going to be able to finish the race or I'm I'm not going to be able to perform at my best or this or the other um, because I know, I, I get, to your point, I, I'm not riding the line. Mm. You know, it's not like, it, it would, would it, um, would, would it shave off a couple of seconds off my time at the half marathon if I was running in a pair of Alpha Flies, maybe, probably, but am I really going to notice that? No, no, I'm not. So it would just be a lot of money spent for for not really any. Like if I could see, like, let's say I decided I wanted to go to try and qualify for Boston. And I got really serious about marathoning again. And I'm just going to really work on bringing my time down. And I go to try and qualify two times. And I just, I'm so close, but I'm just not getting there. Okay, maybe then Mm. it's time for me to to grab a pair of Alpha Flies. Because that might be the difference. Mm -hmm. But, you know... If if I'm if I'm not like riding the line on a goal, there's no real point. It's so much money, um, uh, especially with these like quote unquote super shoes. 
Okay. That, that are like more than $200. I have not heard about these. What Explain them. So the um, so a few years ago, Nike released um, the Alpha Fly, and it's got like some weird naming. Mm-hmm. It's like the percent next. Is oh, okay. Alpha and there's um, it's the Alpha Fly, and there's one other one. They have two. I feel like I've heard of the Alpha Flies, but I didn't know that there were like percentages involved in this. Uh, the naming is really weird. Okay. Um, and I think it's kind of like, I think it's just to intentionally be disorienting and okay. like draw attention to it. Probably is the marketing. Um. But they came out on the scene, and they kind of meshed a whole lot of different things together perfectly. I read an article about this. Like, they put a carbon plate in, they got really springy, and they did this, and they did that. And they did a whole bunch of things that a whole bunch of other shoes were doing. But they got the combination, like, dialed in. Okay. And at the elite level... Like if you weren't running in in Nike Alpha Flies, you were at a significant disadvantage, and you were not going to win. Like, and so like it was to the point where like people were wearing Alpha Flies and like covering up the logos um, to not, you know, so that they weren't misrepresenting their actual sponsor. Oh, wow! So that they would actually have a chance to win. Okay. Um, and it, it was, it was, it was very, it was just very interesting. Like this was this huge leap in, in technology at the very top of the food chain. Okay. If you, you know, when you look at the performance gains that it gives for people further down the pack, um, the returns just aren't there. You, you are, again, is it going to give you a couple of seconds? Yes. And that could be the difference between you qualifying for Boston or not. But chances are not. Chances are, um, you know, it's just going to succeed at taking money out of your wallet. Okay. And they're very, like I said, they're very expensive. Um, you can get them under 200 occasionally on sale. Um, but now, at this point, all of the big manufacturers have come out with their... Uh, version of super shoes and that's a big thing right now is super shoes okay and just sucking money from (laughs) from you in trail shoes you've got what what i've been seeing are these shoes do you know what boas are i don't know okay so in cycling shoes these have been around for a while okay and uh also on snowboard boots okay and so uh boas are this in place of laces Mm-hmm. There's this steel cable that um, runs over the shoe where the laces would go. And there's this little dial on the side of the shoe okay. that um, that actually tightens it down. Okay, I've seen these. I just didn't know what they were called. Yeah, those are boas. Um, and um, I don't think either of my cycling shoes have them. Um, I know my snowboard boots do. But um, they're really interesting. They have... um, uh, I've never really fully trusted them because the actual, like, mechanism that spins just feels cheap. Okay. It feels like it's going to break. 
and because it's not a lace, like if this mechanism breaks, yeah, it's toast. The shoe's done. Um, but you know, snowboard boots went to it. I, I guess they're. I've never heard anyone actually complain about their bow breaking. Um, so maybe all my fears are completely unfounded. But I feel that way with the cycling shoes that clip in. Actually, you don't have pedals. Your shoes actually clip into the mm-hmm. uh, the, pe- where the the place where the pedals should go. And I know a lot of people love them. My dad was a big fan, and I hated it with every fiber of my being. Oh, really? I really didn't like that. Sometimes you wipe out on a bike. You just do. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like that I would need the additional seconds to think, like, now unclip yourself as you're falling so that you can kind of get out of the way. Um, and I, I don't know, there was just something about it that I, just being able to get on and off the bike really quickly, it bothered me. I'm sure, I'm sure if I had kept up with it and just practiced, it would have been fine. Um, but I just, I never liked them enough to kind of keep up with it. Like, it didn't make that much difference to me. Well, see, I love them. All um, right. Um, and I have fallen twice clipped in. Ooh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> what a delight. <laughs> One time at an intersection in St. Charles Ugh. on a 50-mile ride. And um, the other time was on the Denali Park Road. I fell right in front of a bus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and the bus driver pulled over and looked at me and was like, you all right? And I I kind of like picked myself up real quick. And I was like, yeah, I'm all right. And she's like, yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, <laughs> get the hell out of yeah. here. <laughs> oh, wow. Great. Um, so. No, I, I mean, I really, I, I like being clipped into the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, I find being able to pull up uh, on the back really makes a big difference uh, going uphill. Mm. And that, I, I but I, I like it. it. It did take a lot of getting used to, though. Okay. And there is that paranoia of, you know, coming to an intersection or, or, Somewhere where you got to stop and you're not clipped out yet. And, uh, you know, especially a sudden stop. And so, I mean, I have it. I think I, I, I actually switched my, at one point I had switched to pedals that were 100%, like both sides of the pedal Mm -hmm. were clips. Um, so no matter how you were going, you didn't have to futz with it. I had another set of pedals where, one side was like a normal platform okay. and the other side you could clip in, which was fine, except it was just kind of annoying to have to like, if you got clipped out, you got to spin the pedal to get to the sure right place. Um, but anyways, this is not a cycling podcast. Back to the running part of the Or a triathlon podcast. Co- podcast. <laughs> so you did, okay, you did the race that I couldn't make. You did a, you did the half marathon despite that being, you know, freezing cold. Yep. Um, did you enjoy that race? Like, would you think you'll do it again next year? Or was it like, ah, that was fun, but now I'm good. Um, I really enjoyed the race. Uh, I know it was their first running of it. Um, and oh, that explains why a bunch of people asked me where it was. And when I would tell them, they go, I've never heard of that one. So I didn't know yeah. this was their first year. Yeah, this is the first running of it. Uh, I re- it was a really good time. Um, and I hit my time goal. So that probably colors a little bit <laughs> <laughs> my opinion. But I I did really have a good time. The trail was great. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. It was clear. It was pretty. I. I the only thing I wish is that it would have been a 
touch warmer. Maybe um, maybe push back the date next year to I don't know like late April cuz that's usually like per I don't know why for some reason when you told me like oh it's in March I was like yeah March it'll be warm by then. Like I've like I have not lived in in Chicago my whole life. <laughs> like I was like yeah March what a great what a great month. I mean but they <laughs> there's always St. Patty's runs. Ah uh, true. You know it's it's so it's I wasn't like it wasn't shock it it was unusually cold. Mm-hmm. You know, for like I was, I would have expected 30s or 40s, and it was teens. Yeesh. So, um, but you know, you get the weather you get um on race day. You never know. But it was nice. It was kind of it was essentially an out and back. It was a it was you go out and then you kind of loop around mm-hmm. and then come back. Um, is it one loop around was the whole like a five k or you? I mean, obviously you were probably going around a couple times. No, no, no. It was so the five k had a turnaround. Mm, okay, and okay. then and then the 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 full course um, for the half went um, all the way up um, a little further. You know, went well beyond that. Okay. Um, the back half of it had a little bit of very minor elevation <coughs> and uh which was like you get to it and you're like really i'm going to have a hill now <laughs> doesn't the chicago marathon end on a hill too like it just seems like insult to injury oh mount roosevelt yeah it that it, it, it like i've seen like I think it rises like 10 to 12 feet. It's like nothing. Mm-hmm. But after 26.2, you're just like, fuck this hill. Yeah. You're like, I don't know who made this course, but they're mean. Yes. Uh, but so I'll get back. So, so you got a little, like around mile nine, you got a little bit of hills and okay. it's, it's really nothing. It's, but it, it is just funny because you're going, you're, it's so flat. And then you get this little bit. Um, so my like kind of the the plan I had for the race was I wanted to stay ahead of the two hour pace group, um, and I pretty much did that. Um, okay. I they caught up to me around mile nine because I had to find a side trail and um, and what are some plants, but. Uh, so when so after they caught up to me though, you know I caught back up to them, and then about mile ten, ten and a half. Bless you. Excuse me. Um, you know at that point I was like, okay, I'm ready to go because my 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 time. What I really wanted to do, and I, I was saying this since last year, was I wanted to do a fast program for the spring. And uh, after the Chicago Marathon, my my half split at the Chicago Marathon was 201 something. So I was like, okay, if I can do 201 at a full marathon where I was where I was saving more in the, ba- the tank for running another half marathon, I'm positive I can break 2 hours um at a half. So so um you know, it's much as I wanted you to come to the 5k kind of mm-hmm. you know I was still able to do something I wanted to do that's good I know I'm glad you did because I felt terrible <laughs> like and not just because I was sick but I was like oh come on like 
<laughs> yeah, I mean it happens. People, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's it's a bad time of year for it too, right? Mm. You know, people get it really. I mean, see, that's the annoying thing is like the times of year are the best time for racing are also awesome times to get sick. They are either, I think, when uh, kids are going back to school in the fall or, you know, it's when the seasons are officially changing from winter to spring, which just, you yep. know, sends a cold everybody's way. Yep. But, uh, so I went out, you know, I kind of stuck to the two-hour pace group. I was, and then with, like, 11, like, 11 miles is when I, or 10 and a half, I, you know, I, I kicked it back in and, and I think, um, I, I think the last mile or so I was running under eight minute miles. Um, but the, uh, what I, what I realized was coming back, we, we hit the, f- so because, because the 5k was there too, we, you passed the 5k turnaround and we got, we hit the 5k turnaround. So that's what, like 1.55 miles, um, because the 5k is 3.1 so yeah 1.55 uh and we all look at our watches and we realize oh shit Mm. the course is long no what long (laughs) so um so we're and it wasn't a it wasn't a huge deal it wasn't like very long it um I heard people register. I saw from Strava people registering between three point two or thirteen point two and thirteen point three five. Mm-hmm. So somewhere between there is probably the the accurate distance of the course. But the, you know, when you're when you're expecting thirteen point one and you're trying really hard for a time goal. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, any little any little change. That's in the a distance. Mi- uh, every every tenth of a mile is at, is a, is up to a minute. Um, you know, it is a minute at the 10 minute mile, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think all of us in the two hour pace group were kind of had that realization and we're like, well, shit. And so, <laughs> you know, just pushed as hard as we could to get through. And the race started up on a hill. Okay. Um, and the start finish was at the same place. Okay. So, so if you run down a hill at the start. Right. Um, you get to run down a hill at the end too, right? Yeah, that's how that works. Physics, right? Physics. Yeah. Uh huh. Land elevation, all that. <laughs> so we get back to the park and we're um we're turning, we're like uh we're getting ready to go, and you're looking up at the finish line. Oh God! And it's like it's just destroy your soul. It's fine. Like you, you know, it's it can't be more than 15 feet mm-hmm. like it, it, it's 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 very, uh, clearly not very much elevation but you're just looking at it and you're going so hard and you know i saw the park from a, from a distance and i was trying to guess how close i was and this is one of those things you absolutely shouldn't do it you should just go and run and not think about them and just go as hard as you can Especially when the finish line's in sight. Just, why are you doing any math, you fucking idiot? Like, just run. Um, but, of course, I had to. And I was like, okay, I think I'm still good. I think I'm still going to make it. Okay. Um, and I get, um, 
getting to the park and you know when i made the last so that it kind of like the trail went this way and then it turned and goes up the hill mm-hmm. so you know when i get when i get like next to the finish line from the trail i'm like okay i'm definitely gonna hit my time goal and i got a little bit of relief um and you know just as hard as i could for the last couple hundred meters and uh i ended up crossing the line 158 17 so i hit my time goal i was very excited about that nice congratulations thank you uh and and i was thinking about it i think this is like the first time i've gone to a race with one with a time goal as my primary goal okay uh you know, every race that I've run, I've always got a time goal in the back of my mind, even when I know my only goal should be to finish. Sure. But you can't help it. Like, you, you got to wonder what your actual finish time is going to be. And then you kind of, so it gets stuck in your head. Um, But, you know, I know at this point I can run a half marathon. I'm not worried about finishing a half marathon. If I don't finish a half marathon, I'm in the hospital or so, something really bad went wrong. Okay. Right? So it it really was a matter of I'm going for time. And even Chicago this year, even though I was at a point where I know I can finish a marathon. Right. Um, you know, it's it's so much further stuff can go wrong. Um and you can um and I really like I was I I didn't really have a time goal this year I was kind of my goal was to figure out what my time goals should be and so that actually helped inform my time goal for this race okay that's smart so um you know it was just kind of funny because it all changed like two days before Mm -hmm. the race you know I'm thinking I'm going into a 5k and I'm gonna run for you know 24 minutes or less and you know the whole mental Mindset changed, but, uh, it was, um, you know, I, I, it was the first time I really hit a time goal that I, not only that I raced for a time goal, but that I hit my time goal and (coughs) sorry. Um, I'm, I was really, really like ecstatic to hit that. I was like, yeah, I hit, I'm under two hours for a half marathon. Oh, good. Um, it's, it's a weird thing because it's like I knew I could do it, but until you go and do it and you've got a record that says you can do it, like, it, it's just all kind of fluff, right? It's like, well, go do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so would I do it again? Yes, I would. Um, would I do it again if it was that cold and I wasn't racing for time honestly probably not that's fair I mean look if you're gonna put yourself through absolute misery you better be getting something out of it and if it was that cold I don't know like I I it was strange because I was already usually what I'll do is I look at my time from the last 5k I did and I Uh was and then I try to see like can I meet can I meet that or go a little lower I wasn't even doing that with this one. I was like, I haven't done this in a, uh, a while. Um, nothing official anyway. I'm just going to run this. I'm going to see where I am. And then I'm going to kind of go from there. Yeah. Uh, didn't get to do that. But like I had something coming out of it. Like I was like, all right, this is, there's a point to this. 
it, that amount of cold. Like I took a, I stepped outside for like five minutes when I was sick to get like you know pick up my my grocery order, and I was like, well, the fuck was this? Absolutely not. Like it's, yeah. there's just a level of cold that is just no longer fun. Yeah, and I think if I would like. If I was going to go and just have a fun run, like, it's going to have to be, I'm not going for a fun run in, in the teens. Nah. You know? Nah. And I'm not, and you know what, what it was? It, it's not even that, like, it wasn't even, because if, even if I wasn't going to race, like, I probably would have had, you know, 13, 15 miles on my training for that week Mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. you know, I, so I was going to, I would have run that distance anyways, but I probably wouldn't have gotten up as early as you need to, to go to a race. And also probably just, if you were running around like a very pretty area, it sounds like, but like, you know, you're running by the river, so it's going to be colder no matter what. And it's already in the teens. Yeah. So, um, so I, I mean, I know there's, there's a couple of, I don't want to be like, I don't want to sound like I'm being negative about the race. It was well put on. It was a good time. Uh, I, I think there's a reality to some races like that, where mm. if you're going to have a race in a season, you know, in, in these like l- late fall or early spring races that. Well, those the temperatures are always so dicey right now. Like yeah. next year when they hold this, it could be beautiful. Right. Like, oh, the best weather you've exactly. ever seen. Absolutely, it could be totally awesome. So it, it just it's going to be dicey. I'm sure there were a fair amount of DNSs who didn't oh, want to come. Oh yeah, people who woke up that morning and went nah. Nah. Um, I've never parked as close to a start line Ooh. as I did at this race. It was awesome, <laughs> and. There were Girl Scouts there. Oh. Very wisely peddling their wares. As they should be everywhere. And there was a, um, oh, there was a truck. What what was, oh, a tamales. Nice. Tamale trucks. Um, Yeah. No, it, it was like, you guys are doing this right. Like this is this is it was it was a good time. You thought it was set up well. You yeah. Thought, okay. That that's always good to hear because like I don't know I've been at some races that were not managed well, but <laughs> it's nice to know that this this sounds like it, especially first time out of the gate, like that it just yeah. went really smoothly. Yeah, and I know the um the the company that puts it on like they do have experience running races, so um you know they know what they're doing. Um, I'm probably going to. Uh, definitely running another race they're doing in the summer um, that have a free entry to mm. that helps. Um, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's actually it's a relay around oh, the area. Fun. Okay. So it's like it's an ultra distance, but okay. it, you're doing it as a relay. So it's in six legs. So um, we're gonna my running. Um, there's a bunch of people in my run club who want to do it, and nice. so I was like, yeah. I'll Go do. Uh, it's the week before the Badger, so I'm like, I am not running more than one leg, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I will go wa- run a leg for okay. sure. Um, so yeah, uh, the half was a great time, um, and that was that was like a that was like a real a race for me. Like that was like I'm going to really race this and go hard, and it went well. The next race that I did, ah, yes, <laughs> this one, <laughs> uh, was not an A race. 
Uh, was this a trail run? Like, where were you for this one? So this, um, this race was uh, in Port Gamble, Washington, which is on the other side of Puget Sound okay. from Seattle. And uh, it was put on by a friend of mine from uh, the uh, Tanjunk Miles community. And uh, she and her husband were, this is their first race they were ever directing. And um, I've been wanting desperately to get back out west for a long time. So, uh, like, and I have a friend in Seattle, longtime friend who um, uh, lives there and, you know, was able to put me up for the weekend. So, like, a lot of things came together to be like, okay, this could work. So I, I, you know, I, I went out there, hung out with my friend and I went to the race on Saturday, which was really cool because one, I got to borrow my friend's car and she has a Nissan Leaf. Mm-hmm. And so I've never driven an electric vehicle before and it was really nice and I'm pretty sure we're going to buy one. Nice. Um, so that was fun. Uh, but also, I got to ride the ferry. Oh, cool. And riding the ferry was a good time. I, I really enjoyed riding the ferry. Brings <laughs> <laughs> out the little boy in you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, you get in line, you drive onto the ship, and then you get out and you go upstairs and they got this big deck with chairs and cool. like a, uh, a commissary. And it was just... It was fun, and it's like it's thirty-five minutes across, and then you drive off. It it was just really neat. I you know it's one of those like I'm sure because it's a commute, like you get tired of it. But as far as commutes go, could be could be could be way could way be worse. way worse. Um. So yeah, it's when it's trail race. It was um, a twenty, uh, a twenty-four hour, twelve-hour, and last man standing race. Um, and they, so I, I've registered for twelve hours. I'm not running twenty-four hours. Um, so it's not a distance. You literally just run twelve miles, or until you drop. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. and uh, so this is like similar to the one I did in October. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just run as long as you can basically. Mm -hmm. And, um, so timed races are interesting because there's, there's not kind of that same, I don't feel the same, like, uh, push from the race to, to keep going, Mm -hmm. you know, as I did, because at a distance, you're not a, at a fixed distance race, you're not a finisher unless you hit the distance at a, at a, a timed race, a looped race, you get as long as you cross the line once, you're a finisher. Hmm. Um, and so it was like, there's this part of it that's like, you like you can bow out at any time and still be considered a finisher. Now you might not hit your goal for the day or whatever it was you wanted to do, but. So, so the, it's 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 interesting. Okay. Um, and I think you know, particularly it seems. Um, my understanding is within the United States, it has a different attitude towards timed races than other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. 
and it's that's kind of a subject I'm I'm kind of interested to explore more because time the two I've done three timed races, Christmas in July, Last Thought Standing, and um, what is what is it called? Roots around. Uh, I'm so terrible. I should know this off the top of my head. Um, and I don't, and fortunately I have a quick way to look this up. It was roots rock around the clock. Okay. Um, and, um, so, uh, there were, I think maybe a total of 30 people racing. Okay. Um, but I'm uh, sorry, I got derailed by not remembering the name of the race because I'm a terrible person. Um, but the point was, what I was trying to get to was that timed races are fun. Like, all the timed races I've done have just been a lot of fun. Because, you know, there's... Because of, uh, you don't... Like, you're not trying to get to a, a point. Like, you can take a break for a while and it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and if, especially if you go into it with this mindset of like, you're not necessarily trying to do something specific. You're just going to have a good time and have an aid station. Mm-hmm. Like it can be, it's just a lot of fun. So I, I highly recommend doing timed races just for fun. Um, I know some people will recommend like, Oh, go do a 48 hour race. Um, to get your first hundred because you've got all the time in the world. Um, and so like they're, they're just, it's a good time. Um, and was it a pretty trail? It was stupid. Pretty. Ugh. It was so pretty. I, um, you know, I, the first loop, like I was stopping every few minutes just to take pictures. Like it was ungodly pretty to be in there in the rainforest. Like, Oh man, I've never been to Washington. So I'm, I'm yeah. taking your word for it. Yeah. No, just very, very ludicrously pretty. I could run in there all day. And like, I was talking to someone local, which was funny because every, there was, I was the only person from really from out of state. Um, and by out of state, I mean, not Washington or Oregon. Mm. Um, because, like the Portland area is pretty close. So I think there were a couple of Oregon people there. Um, There's one guy from Georgia, but I'm almost 900% sure he's, he was probably a student at the university of Washington. Um, mm, Okay. So out of state in big quotes, but like people were like, Oh, you wait, you came from Chicago for this. <laughs> you got on a plane. Like what? Flew here. Um, and I'm so glad I did. Like, it was just, it was a lot of fun. Now, would I have done it if I didn't know people there? Probably not. It probably would have been kind of weird. Mm. Like, if I was just a random dude who showed up, who flew in from Chicago, and I didn't know anyone at the race, that would have been weird. It was nice because I, I did know people. Like, I had some, uh, you know, some dynamic there uh, before coming, but... Uh, so I, it was nine loops would get you 50 K. Okay. And that's all, that was what I wanted. I wanted to get a 50 K finish. So, um, you know, I did my nine loops, um, and I did them super slow. It was great. 
taking I, your time and no worries. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It took me over nine hours. Like, my first 50K I ran here in Illinois, it was seven hours, 22 minutes. This was well over nine hours. Like, but who cares? It was just go have a good time, hang out at the aid station, take breaks. And it was good from a training perspective because I got, like, there were some things I did at that race that I really am glad that I did. Like, um, in an early loop, I was having some foot, like some weird rubbing going on mm-hmm. in my shoe. And it's like, no, I have to address this. Oh yeah. After the, after the blister incident of, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it was nice. Cause it was like, um, I could stop, take care of it. And I used it as a good learning, you know, as a, as a, like how, how, you know, if I have to do this in a race where I'm, I am racing a fixed distance and I'm running against the clock, like what, how, like, how am I going to do this faster? How am Mm -hmm. I going to, you know, but without sacrificing, you know, being reckless. And so, um, and then I felt, you know, I spent a lot, I di- I made sure I was eating, though I didn't have enough salt. Uh, I didn't have enough electrolytes. And I woke up the next morning with like this terrible headache. I felt like great at night when I went to bed, mm-hmm. woke up in the morning. It was like a disaster. Um, well, it's funny because a few seconds ago when you said like, oh, they're just a lot of fun, you know, do a time race. I was like, well, what would make them more fun than anything else? But relieving that pressure of trying to hit a specific time would make a huge difference in like how you treated the, in- or at least how I would treat an entire race. So that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, so I- I've, the conversation I've had with people about this is like, Anytime you're going to do a new distance for the first time, it's stressful. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to do a distance where you know you're going to be up against the cutoff, that's stressful. When you put yourself in a situation where you're not worried about getting cut off or that you know you can finish the race, that takes so much stress away. Mm-hmm. Like my, the difference between Chicago this past October and the Chicago the year before was tremendous. Like I knew I could do it. I knew I could do it well under cutoff. I knew there wasn't, there really wasn't a risk of me not finishing unless something goes really wrong, which could happen. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've already finished a, a marathon if I DNF'd one because something went really wrong, I'm not going to be sitting there doing this whole death before DNF thing and trying to finish the race. No, I'm going to say, guys, my leg is screwed. I don't want to injure myself long term. Mm. So, but taking away that, that unknown aspect, that, that, that layer of stress helps you, make smarter decisions um, like that and just enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. Like I had a great time at Chicago this year and not that I didn't have a good time at Chicago in 2021. I absolutely did, but it, just a different experience. Okay. So, okay. Um, it's amazing what relieving some of the pressure, like not that, not that pressure is always bad or not that you can always like the first time you ever did a marathon, of course there's going to be some pressure there, but it is amazing what doing something like a second time around, 
um, can feel like just because that pressure is gone. So you can mm-hmm. be like, oh my God, I can have fun with this now, which can really change your mood, um, your entire outlook on it. Just it, it's, it's, I'll do this thing sometimes where I tell myself I have to, if I, if I really, truly, utterly hated something the first time I did it, I don't have to repeat it. But if I was like, eh, I'm kind of lukewarm on that, I make myself do it a second or third time just to be like, I don't know, maybe the second or third time you will actually really have a good time with this. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I think about it for when I started running, it took me, genuinely, it took me a year before I started enjoying running. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was just a matter of having the discipline to go out and do it every, you know, well, not every day. I was running three, four times a week at that point. But, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whenever the app said go out and run, you go run. And, you know, it takes a long time. But now, it's like, if I don't go out and run... Like a day like today where it's a rest day, uh, it drives me nuts. Your brain is like, why aren't we moving? What we should be running. Uh, what do we? I got a, you got a playlist already. I don't understand why we're not outside. Okay, we're not running, so, well, can we buy some shoes <laughs> or something? Like, come on. Well, I got to, I got to, I went running yesterday morning, uh, Easter morning. It was, it was so nice out. And at oh, first, so nice. at first it was, I try to, I try to do like weights three times a week and I don't necessarily do cardio on those days and it was going to be a weights day. And I walked outside and went, well, the hell with that. It is a running day. It is too beautiful to not appreciate this. And oh my God, I had so much fun. I, I, I love running outside. I really do like doing it in the, in the warmer months. Just that I'm a, I'm a baby about the cold. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll be honest. Like. You know, I run pretty much no matter what, but mm-hmm. it, towards the, um, like, uh, the last couple, last, like, two or three weeks, it's been, you know, I look at the, four, and I'm like, it's below freezing. Like, I'm over this, guys. <laughs> I really just, can we please not? And We're in April. Come on. And, it's time to get it together. <laughs> like, this past weekend, it really wasn't, it was really gorgeous. But, you know, the morning was, like, right after the sun came up, was a little chilly still. So I was like, I'll just wait a little longer mm-hmm. and then go out and it'll be beautiful. Um, and I think we've got one more weekend of cold. Yeah, after, I'm hearing next week's supposed to be, like, in the 70s. And then we're actually supposed to hang out there instead of, you know, dipping back into more snow or anything like that, which it did a couple weeks mm, ago. Let's, come on. Well, fingers crossed. We'll see how Come on, we'll weather. We just want to run. Please, God. Yeah. Like, I can handle the mud. I can handle, like, getting messy. It doesn't matter. Like, I'll do it in the rain. Um, Just just don't make it cold. <laughs> cold, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. It's... It, and it become it does become a gear challenge, mm-hmm. and um, and it, and if you're if you're stuck on what to try, like you can just really Google like you know what to wear while running thirty degrees or something like that, and you can get a lot of like really good uh, breakdowns of what what people suggest. Yeah. I mean, I've got two charts that I have in my my gear room. I took a picture of those. They yeah. were very helpful. I, they're, they're super helpful. Um, and it, it just, it's always tough because like when you start your run, you need to be cold. Mm-hmm. If you're not cold, you're going to be sweating so much that you will be cold later. Cause you can't overheat. But then again, you know, 
you will be drenched in sweat. So you gotta you gotta kind of try to figure out what you're what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah, it, it's tricky, and you get used to it with time. But I, I mean, I get why people, you know, don't don't really run as much in the winter. It's a pain in the butt. It's it's you know uncomfortable. There there's times that running in the winter just sucks. Mm-hmm. There's no other way to put it. It just is not fun. But I, what I noticed when I started running, when I was training for, for my first marathon, is there were other people out there training with me who would say, who would tell me like, oh yeah, I've run like 15 Chicago marathons and mm. this, that, and the other. And I'm like, oh wow, You're like these are experienced marathoners. And then I see them, you know, really struggling and I'm like, what's going on here? And then I talked to them more and they would all say the same thing. I really don't train over the winter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't really run until marathon season. And I just, I, you know what that just really drilled into my head that like, I never want to be in that position. Like, mm-hmm. and at some point I'm going to have a longer off season where I'm not like finishing one race, having a week off and then getting into another training cycle. And um, I think I think that's going to be after the Door County Fall 50. Okay. Um, maybe. We'll see. But, you know, it, whether it's then or whether it's, you know, after that, whatever, it will happen eventually. Um, but it's just if as long as I know like I'm glad that I've had the experience of the last two years of like getting used to running in the cold and I know how to do it now so really there's not a there's not an excuse for me to like mm-hmm. to be like oh well I it's you can't do it it's too cold I mean it could be too icy it could be it could be genuinely dangerous mm-hmm. you know like when it was minus five um but um you know it's it's uh, I'm ready for spring though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm always better with the sun too. Like I'll be the windows are down in my car, and there's a song in my heart, and I'm you know don't yeah. hate every single aspect of the world anymore. I'm like, oh, so we're all gonna be okay. So yeah. I'm just I'm better in so, the warmer months. <laughs> so at this race in um in Washington, they had hot dogs and tortillas, <laughs> which was fun. Nice, nice. Um. Trying to think, is there anything else? Um, I don't think uh, not much else to say about the race in Washington. It was just a lot of fun. Um, it was it was it was an interesting experience packing for it because I didn't want anything more than a carry on. Mm-hmm. So that was a ch- that was fun. Um, I was like, I'm how many be- shoes did you bring? <sighs> that was the real trick. I was gonna say, yeah, ah, yay. Because I really wanted my Crocs. Okay, mm, because they're comfortable. So then it was like. Because, like, in theory, you could take two pair. You wear one to fly, and then you put another pair in your bag, and, um, you know, you, you would have a choice day of. Uh, but I was like, no, I want my Crocs. So it was <laughs> to fly. So it was, um, it was like, okay, I've got to just pick a pair, and that's, that's the pair. Okay. 
and I ended up going with my Hoka speed goats. Oh, the Hoka's. The Hoka's. And, um, and, you know, it worked out fine. I, I didn't have, I had that one little bit of rubbing that I took care of. And other than that, you know, it went, it was actually, you know, what was funny about the way I dealt with that is I had brought um, a pair of liner socks with me mm-hmm. and um, I, I didn't start the day wearing them. But once the uh, once I got that rubbing, I was like, I should probably let me let me grab liner socks. But so I put the liner sock, but I only put it on the one foot. So for the rest of the day, I'm wearing one. (laughs) I've got like one foot that's got two pair of socks on and one foot that's got one pair of socks on. It was fine. It worked out great, but it was just kind of funny. Um, So um, you are running still. Oh, I am still running. Yes. So that's good. So not... Yeah, I can I can comfortably run a 5K again. Of course I can because I trained for the stupid thing that I got sick for. But if nothing else, I'm I'm back at that, which I'm I'm grateful to be back at. Uh, I don't need physical therapy anymore. Shout out to my physical therapist who fixed my problem and uh, nice. told me they were like, "Yeah, you have terrible posture." I'm like, "Well, yeah," but I'm like, "So do X Y Z." So. Yeah, just trying to kind of figuring out what my um my fitness level is gonna look like this spring and summer because I like to shake it up a little bit. So probably try to get my bike down once once mm. everything is nice and cleared out and because and also what's nice is that I like to take my bike out and I'll try to find different trails and then see mm-hmm. if I can drive to them um, and then I'll kind of run around those areas. So that's always nice. Nice. So we'll see. We'll see how it looks. But no, I'm finally. I'm really glad that. Uh, that the weather is nice enough now where I can just leave my house, put my shoes on, run the run 5k, come back, stretch. So. Oh boy. Have you, have you identified another 5k? Not yet, but I will start looking (laughs) (laughs) because now that I can, I'm like, well, come on, go sign up for something. Let's go. We got to sign up. (laughs) It's time. It's time. It's at the the Arboretum's spring race is 10K. Yeah. They got the fall 5K. It's such a nice area. And like the zoo run run is also in the fall. So, which I, I love the zoo run run. Yeah. I haven't done that one. It's a lot of fun. They let you have like entry into the zoo as well. So if you like, have, if your family is there, you guys can walk around afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I continually suggest that they release the lions to let everybody's mm. time get a lot better. But they always say no. So. Yeah, it's no fun. It's fine. Um, I've seen that lion, and all that lion does is lay around. <laughs> it's true. Maybe he, would, maybe he would be like, "You're fine. I'm gonna sleep here in the middle." Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll have we'll have to find another 5K. I'd really, I'd really like to do a park run. Okay. Um, do, are you aware of what park run is? Is it just running in a park? No. Okay. Explain that. So park run is a. Uh, it's like this. International organization. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Park like it's a last name. Okay, keep going. Keep yeah. going. And they um they have like they have members all over the world who they set up a five k course in a local park every week, mm-hmm. and anyone can come and run. That's that's and it's cool. Free. Yeah. Oh, free. Uh, and yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's timed. Okay. Um. So one of the problems I have with five k's in general is that they cost too much damn money. They really do. <laughs> I mean, I just want to go and see I all 99% of the time that I'm running a 5k, 
I'm going to just want to know what my 5K time is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there are, sure, there's plenty of, like, you know, charitable ones or what have you or just fun themes. But is where I'm at in my running is I just want to know what my 5K time is right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to pay $50 to find out what my 5K is when there's, you know, it's there's no aid stations. Mm-hmm. You've got stuff at the start finish line and that's it. Um, and not to be, not to diminish how much work it is to set up a race, but it's no, like, no, it's a ton, it's a ton of work. We recognize that. Yeah. But. It just, it's like, I'm not going to pay like that much money for, um, for five Ks. Like I'm thinking about doing the Arboretum 10 K, um, that morning, but, um, it's like, do I really want to spend the money to do it? Mm, and you know, yeah. I could go run six miles. And like Anywhere. The, a 5K is a lot of fun when you have like a group of people who are gonna go. Exactly. You're all gonna get a shirt together afterwards. You're getting brunch. It's like an event. Right. But if you're just if you're just kind of somebody who's running a lot, um, to me anyway, and I'm sure there are people who are like, no, I love a 5K by myself. Um, but for me, they're always a lot more fun with like a group of people. Like yeah. I don't know that I've ever signed up for a 5K like all on my lonesome. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. And then you gotta have donuts. Oh, completely! And like all sorts of delicious. So what? Everybody smells terrible as you order pancakes. Yes, this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think um, we'll just have to find another one soon. We're gonna have to find another five k. We another can do 5K. it. Another five k. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> all right. Um, any other thoughts before we wrap it up? That's all I've got. All right. Um. So let's see what's on the docket um, coming up. Uh, I think the next thing I have on schedule is another big training run uh, the day before Mother's Day, the Ice Age 50K. Um, and uh, then there's some potential stuff happening this summer. Um, the, the stuff's not booked yet though. Um, it's getting finalized. So by, um, by the next time we chat, um, might be able to announce what's going on. Uh, not running, not personally running races. I've got that figured out, um, for myself, but some other cool stuff and yeah. So we'll look, uh, look forward to chatting again soon. And uh, thank you all for listening very much. Thank you. Uh, And have a wonderful day.